Hello and welcome again to another episode of Edgeguard, uh, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake, joined as always by my co-host Jordan. Hello. And today we have a game for you. Surprise, everyone! We played a video game. I, I know. One of these days we won't, and then and then they'll see. That'll be that'll be weird. We'll talk it's about a, a movie, a video game podcast that's not about a video game. That's a it's backward, Jordan. It doesn't make <laughs> well, any sense. Is it a video game podcast or a game podcast? We could do a card game. Mm. Is it an interactive media podcast? True. I mean, mm. that actually is already kind of true because we have done some like yeah, some like loosely visual narratives more sure. like or something and like also that, yeah. some just like explorative spaces that aren't really there's no like gamification really it's just yeah. like uh but anyway uh this this game is a game ass game this well, is it's a game. pretty it's a pretty gamey game uh yeah. we played the synchronist by uh gregory bell gregory i don't know it's spelled like gregory beale but there's some accents above uh the e's that uh, mm-hmm. lead me mm-hmm. to believe that uh, i'm saying that it wrong uh, <laughs> but I don't know the right way, so we're just gonna go ahead and move on. Yeah, uh, I think I think Gregory Bell is probably right, but yeah, we're probably a- apologies to the creator if we. If we yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, at Gregos L on Twitter, uh, if you if you're curious, um, and if you want to check out this game, lgregos.itch.io/synchronist is is where you can find it. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I, I suggest you go look it up because you can play this game in the browser for free. So there's two reasons. Oof. Third reason, uh, we are probably about to fumble over explaining this, explaining what this game is because it's kind of hard to describe. It's unique, but, really. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but we're going to try anyway. Uh, As so, we do. Yeah, on, on, a, on like a base level, uh, you're given uh, one image uh in so the 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 sort of panel that the game takes place on is yellow and you're given one image that's black and one image that's red and the red one is different than the black one so mm-hmm. you have to adjust sliders at the bottom of the screen multiple sliders usually to get the red one to match the black one mm-hmm. uh and at first and the no- image oh go ahead yeah there's no there's no labeling of what anything is or what sort of parameter you're modifying yeah. uh and at first, the images are simple and they're static, and then they start uh, sort of having like these animated images that are like swirling, and you're sort of tweaking the different parameters of how the the objects are moving around on the screen to try and get them in sync. Aha! There uh, it is. There's the title of the, the game. Title. Roll credits. Uh, and we're done. Episode over. Yeah, great. We did it. Uh, see you next week. Follow us on Twitter at EdgeGuardCast. No, but um. <laughs> But this game quickly gets uh, like pretty tricky and complicated in, yeah. in cool ways. It's um, it's remarkable. You play like the first two levels, and you're like, oh, okay, oh, I get I, it, I get mm-hmm. it. And then you get to like level three, and you're like, oh, interesting. Oh, I and level get four, it. you're like, wow, I did not realize the kinds of variables you could affix to a slider yeah. in a graphical animation. Now yeah. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's kind of wild. So, including some variables that I, I wouldn't even know how to describe like, them. Describe them like the yeah. first few levels is stuff like you know vertical axis, horizontal axis, mm-hmm. or one slider that affects both vertical and horizontal. So you have to like mm-hmm. be very careful about where you move it. Or mm-hmm. there's that one that's just like it increments a number, and you have to get the number right. Yeah, that one's actually a, kind of ends up being kind of an outlier. Uh, it's a it cool does, puzzle. Yeah. 
but uh, I, I, I would have liked to see a few more of those. But also, I feel like you, what you're here for is like the crazy visual ones yeah. where there's like a ball. I guess it's not. It's just like a bunch of circles, sort of like swirling, and you have to like sync them up. So, yeah, you're talking it, about the one that's like they're all like it's like they're in an elliptical orbit or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That one weird. Yeah. So so basically, uh, I mean, I think the pitfall that this game could have fallen down was to be like, all right, this is a game. Uh, where you just slide around a bunch randomly until it until it looks right, which for <laughs> some of the early ones you can kind of do that, but I think most of them are complex enough that you kind of have to know what's going on to be able to yeah. finagle your way into the proper, um, yeah, the proper I don't know to to fully synchronize All it. it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean that I think like especially in the later ones, there's just enough like options that you can't yeah. just fiddle around with it. And the options affect the other ones in unexpected ways. Enough. Yes. Like, you know, each slider has like, I don't know, 50 options or something. And mm-hmm. in some of them, there's like four or five sliders. Mm-hmm. So it, you quickly, it goes beyond the level of complexity that you could just brute force it. Yeah. And often what they'll do sometimes is have multiple, like the effect of one slider magnifies the effect of another slider so that when you get one in the right spot the other one is in the wrong spot so you kind of have to like meet in the middle with them which is a good way i mean it can be a little bit frustrating while you're playing but it's a good way uh from like a puzzle design standpoint to prevent people from just uh you know going one at a time getting one in the right spot then the next one in the right spot then the next one and boom it's easy uh you have to definitely have to think a little bit more and kind of like figure out it's it's a lot about like mapping the relationships between mm-hmm. the different sliders yeah and sort of trying to uh wrestle those into the solution which is and it yeah neat. and I, relationship is the right word because it's like there are some of them where you you don't even you can't even understand or how do I, how do I put this? There's some of them where like, if you move the slider, like the top slider without having moved any mm-hmm. of the other sliders, nothing will change Yeah, because that's, it's, it's, it's moving a variable that will only become visible if the other sliders have also mm-hmm. moved. So you'll move the first slider and nothing will happen. And yeah. you'll move the second slider and then some crazy thing will happen. And then once you've changed that variable, you can change the first one and, I mean, I imagine this is very hard to visualize if you've not oh, actually seen absolutely. it. So I recommend like please just go opening it up, up and just fiddling with it because it's really it's if really. If you search, if you Google the synchronist, I imagine there's not many other things that you would find. That is uh, how I returned to the site. Yeah, so, so I can um, confirm that that works. So you should definitely like look at it and mess with it. It's in browser; you don't have to download anything. So you should just go mess with it on your laptop while you're listening, so you can kind of have an understanding of 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 what we're talking about but uh, i'm glad you mentioned that uh sometimes uh grabbing a knob and moving it or not a knob i guess they're all sliders uh grabbing a slider and moving it you just wanted to say grabbing a knob okay well (laughs) whether or not that's true uh the moving they it's something they employ very tactically which is that almost always in the later puzzles uh the first slider, like the top slider, the one you want to grab first doesn't do anything until you've messed with the other ones, which is a really good way to, uh, like 
encourage people to mess with the other ones more or like even in later mm-hmm. puzzles mm-hmm. start yeah. at the end and mess with them uh because obviously just sort of if you're a human who's used to sort of reading i guess i don't know in- I- i'm used to reading english where you start at the top read uh left uh-huh. to right and then you go down so you obviously your first instinct is to grab the the topmost slider that is uh the who's the little thing is all the way on the left and sort of swing it to the to the right and see what happens uh and often that won't get you anywhere until you've messed with the with the other one sort of futzed with them yeah. it's a very futzy game you're it was it futzing and fiddling um, it is a lot of fiddling I, I actually in the comments for i can't remember if it was in the comments on the itch page or on a youtube video of someone playing the game but but he said that it was a it reminded them of trying to get the image lined up on old vhs tapes where you had to i feel like i vaguely remember doing this but like you had to like twiddle with a knob on old vhs's if there was like some static and you could like line up the image just right oh, what i have no memory <laughs> and he said of this. that this, this reminds him of doing that because it's like there's there's two layers of image and you have to adjust mm, something line them until, up. until it gets right yeah it definitely That's reminds me of like doing some i don't know stupid image editing and trying to uh, yeah. figure out when the image was flat by telling when there was no aliasing <laughs> because like the way pixels <laughs> are alias if there was any angle you could see like the little jaggies so you just like try and tilt it like tiny until there's no jaggies uh but actually i'm glad you mentioned things that it uh, like real world things that it reminds uh people you know reminds evokes i guess uh because yeah. it's a big one for me that's uh uh i guess i don't i don't really know if, know if i want to say a big part of my life but something i care a lot about my life which <laughs> is uh synthesis uh of music i guess a synthesizer a musical instrument oh yeah yeah who that makes sounds because uh, of electronic because i mean uh i've been messing around with i think last week i outed myself as making our theme music i just kind of as a hobbyist uh, you know make m- music and uh a big part of that especially because i started out uh as a teenager and i didn't have money to afford a real life synthesizer so there's a lot of software synthesizers that you're using yeah. that i was using to make music that i just download for free on the internet and uh a huge part i have no formal training you know it's just it's always something i've just messed around with uh so how i learned how to use a synthesizer and program a patch was by was futzing was literally yeah just futzing just like (laughs) grabbing a knob and for for many or for maybe not many years but for a few years i didn't know what most of the knobs mean because uh yeah it's they're pretty specific it's just like you vco lfo uh cutoff peak uh, it's just like, I don't know what any of this shit means. DCO. What the fuck is that? Uh, resonance EG. Like what, a what, a, what does that even mean? Uh, and now yeah. I've kind of done it enough that I know a, what all of those things stand for and B largely, I understand what they actually mean and how they shape the sound. Uh, some are still like, uh, yeah, I don't really know how that works, but I don't know. I, it's like on a, voltage level i don't know what's happening but i know how it's the sound is going to change if i use it right right i know um, vaguely what i need to do with it even if i don't understand what is exactly happening yeah but there there's a lot of parallels between like my early days as like a you know teenager trying to make cool sounds on a software synthesizer uh like 
you had a very similar thing of like, okay, I turn this knob and just nothing happens. I just grabbed yeah. that knob, turned it, nothing happened. And I then am, once you've oh, turned another knob and then come back to that knob, it's like, oh shit, okay, I see. Um, but anyway, yeah. what were you going to say? Um, well, so it's interesting that you bring that up because I feel like what, so one thing I was thinking about when I was playing this game, when I was just like, mm-hmm. twiddling with the knobs is I'm al- so I'm also playing mist right now. I'm almost done with it. All right. Uh, okay. the, the original mist because it's on my orals list for my degree. Oh, gotcha. And, um, I was thinking that just so many of those puzzles in that game, the like setup for the puzzle is just like, here's a machine. You don't know what it does. There's a bunch of knobs, buttons, and sliders, hmm. and you just have to twiddle with them until they until mm. they cohere into meaning. And okay. It, and then I started to think about it, and like that's actually kind of like the setup for a lot of a lot of puzzle games. Is like you've you've walked into a space where there's some like machine interface, buttons, mm-hmm. knobs, whatever, and you don't have the first clue what they do, and you just play around mm. with them until they until they turn into meaning hmm. for you. Sure. And like it occurs to me that like that like any machine if you take away the labels it just turns uh-huh. into a puzzle game. Like Okay. Like puzzle games are already like kind of about the experience of of learning how to use a strange machine that you don't mm-hmm. you don't recognize. Yeah, it's I, that's actually a good way to think of it. I hadn't thought of that, but uh really if you think about it a lot of puzzle games obviously this doesn't apply to like all puzzle games cuz like Portal there's certain things Portal ways you can make so. that apply, but um, it's not, but I mean, you think about something like the witness, uh, all yeah. the witnesses the witness, is, is a, this is a list of rules, right? Yeah. And well, a list of rules, which you don't learn by reading rules. You exactly. learn by twiddling with a machine, right? Yeah. Putzing. Yeah. And it, that, but it's very interesting because almost any puzzle game and actually largely almost any game. I mean, people that have, uh, talked about games a lot, it's, it's, it's all about, uh, like stru- rules and structure that you're sort of building to teach people things or to let them engage with your thing. Yeah. Uh, but I think puzzles sort of especially are about sort of like the tinkering of like, all right, if I do this, then what happens or mm-hmm. uh, learning about if, if X, then Y. Yeah. Yeah. Learning about the uh, input parameter be- in order to uh, like how the input parameter shapes shapes the output in order to create a specified output, uh, mm-hmm. which is uh, this game just kind of like distills that into literal like the sliders. most simple form. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, it really does because like, what could be simpler than a slider? A button, I guess, would be the only like simpler. Yeah, yeah, button or like a toggle, but interacting. Mm. But I mean. I don't know. It gives, there's a ton of like possibility space with this, despite how simple it seems. I mean, I think the most, like the highest number of sliders there are is like four. And even with something with four, there were a couple puzzles that probably took me 20 minutes. Maybe only one that took me 20 minutes. Um, there were some really hard ones. There are some real bastards in there. There was Um, one that I just didn't even get close. And there was another one that I, cause you can skip them. Yeah. yeah. And there was another one that I got like, I probably spent like 10 full minutes with it, like within a millimeter of being correct. Mm. And I could just not get it right. Mm. So I was like, okay, which, I've which were, it. which were those two? I'm um, curious. what was, I can't remember what the one that I never solved was here. I'll, I'll click through it and remember. But the one that I got super close on was the one where there was like the dot in the middle 
Yeah, and, then, and like, the two the things donut, swirling the two around rings it. around yeah, it. Yeah, that one was the like hardest swirling one. in this weird way. That I one was so close on that one. That one was hard because I sat for like five minutes with the same thing with it like so close. And I just could not figure out which direction to take it. And then finally it just kind of like, that was one that I got, that I got close enough that I was able to kind of just like fall into the solution. Cause it like, to me for like the last five minutes of me playing it, it looked like it was right the whole time. I was just yeah. changing it a little bit just to get the game to register that it was right. And it eventually one, one did. thing that I had forgotten that you can do, it tells mm-hmm. you in the beginning, I just forgot. The arrow option, keys. But you can use the arrow keys to the arrow like keys really were super helpful. I should have done that. So if you just explain, if you move the sliders with your mouse, you can move it a lot. But if you want to increment it by just like one, yeah, know, by the smallest unit, unit, yeah, yeah, then you can hit the arrow keys after you've clicked on it. That that probably would have helped me on that one. Yeah, because I, I felt like I was just like right there. I'm actually curious uh, how many uh, different like. Uh, discrete pips there are uh because uh, in music it's large like uh modern uh synthesizers like on in software and stuff i, I think it's uh, because of a limitation mm. of midi but there are 127 values so uh, a potentiometer which would be a knob that you're using to set is it know, called a potentiometer potentiometer is like the oh that's great is like the actual circuitry well, I don't know if it's comes from circuitry. It measures but that's like, potential. I guess so. It's it's the <laughs> uh, the the fancy name for knob, uh, and like so you hear people call them pots a lot. Pots like okay. it has a lot of pots on it. Um, huh. Yeah, well, well one hundred twenty seven. I mean, is that just because it's like one hundred twenty eight is a yeah? I assume it's just binary in, in early. I'm sur- I assume it's just in early MIDI. They could only yeah. actually. I should. There's probably zero is technically a value, so probably it's technically uh, 128, 128 values, zero options. to 127. Yeah. But I assume it's just a. Uh, it was a limitation of early MIDI. So if people aren't familiar, MIDI is a uh, form of data that is used for controlling music. So uh, the most standard MIDI data is uh, the, like notes. So you're. Mm. Uh, it's kind of hard to to explain, but basically uh, you're tracking the time uh, and the volume of a input, and then you can take that and make it play an instrument, right? So like uh, mm. many, most synthesizers are controlled by a MIDI. The playing of them is it's a keyboard that's sending MIDI signals to the actual synth and playing it out. Uh, and like, that's largely how music Mm. is produced on computers is you're, uh, you're tracking MIDI data, usually by plugging in a, uh, MIDI keyboard into your computer, playing along, like you're playing a song into the MIDI data. Then that MIDI data gets sent to whatever instrument you want and plays it out. Um, so, Mm. uh, the velocity on MIDI keys is usually, uh, like one to 27 or zero to 27. I should actually probably check that, but I'm too lazy right now in the middle of the recording. Um, on this game, do you think it's the same for every slider? Like I assume they have the same number of like steps, but technically count it, but that seems like, uh, not worth the, I'm not doing this. (laughs) Are you counting it? Don't count it, Blake. It's not worth it. No. It's definitely not 127. I got to like 30 and it's only halfway across. And I don't know if it's uniform. Either way, it's not that interesting. Or maybe it is that interesting, but we should move on. 
Um, oh, I don't know that it is uniform. The next one seems like it was way more. Okay, well, maybe uh, it that's is. That's interesting. Uh, in any case, um, it's, it's, it's... Oh, no, it's definitely not uniform, because I remember even within within the same like the same puzzle sometimes the the mm. different sliders have different sure number yeah. of units okay so. well okay i'm glad we i'm glad we figured that out we s- <laughs> um okay are you <laughs> i am i'm glad we figured that out jordan all right all right all right i'll i'll be glad to that we did science kind of we did um, we did an experiment and we got results uh but anyway so um what what next with this game um um okay so another thing i wanted to talk about with this game is mm. uh and I don't, maybe there's not much to say about this but something about the like different layers of movement made me like dizzy for some of them i just like and i mentioned this to you when we were playing it but mm-hmm. i i was i'm trying to like figure out what specifically it is about this game that um, had that effect on me is it just the is it's it just, just gotta like, be repetitive motion i think i would think i think and it I, was specifically like seeing two different kinds oh, of motion okay. juxtaposed against each other well and they're, like not lining up that actually might it kind of uh brings up something that i i wanted to talk about which is that many of the later puzzles are about uh oscillation and sort of yeah. sinking two oscillations or sort of usually it's like a single multi-dimensional oscillation yeah and then you're trying to like get it to get them to match uh so like yeah you mentioned a sine wave basically one of them is like these little circles uh drawing out a sine wave in motion and Uh then you're given a flat line of circles and you kind of have to like adjust I think you, I don't even think you adjust like, cause at first I'm like, Oh, one of these is wavelength and one of them's frequency. And all I have to do is like hook it up, but it's not really, it's like one of them is like the bottom. One of them is the top and you have to like get the speed that they're moving. I don't know. Uh, so I, I definitely see how that could like become sickening is like one of them is staying uniform and the other one you're like moving and trying to get them to match. So I, I definitely like, it was one of those games that like, after I looked away, like the world just kind of looks weird for a second and like yeah, everything just looks like it's like moving it and really does. Uh, since everything in this game is, like I had to lay down actually. Oh really? Like a few, for a few <laughs> minutes. <laughs> I mean, it is like five yeah. minutes, but yeah, huh. <laughs> I didn't, I definitely didn't have to lay down, but definitely everything, since everything in the game is like red, yellow, and black, uh, I found like looking down at my notes to write them, I'm like, everything looks so blue. This is weird. Uh, <laughs> That's yeah. actually, I'm actually getting that effect from uh, just switching from my tab that has the game open to my yeah. tab that has the Audacity file open. Yeah, it's the blue, definitely... The blue on the Audacity file is like really... Yeah, it's definitely not like a... It's a little bit... It, uh, it doesn't assault the senses, but it's uh, a little bit like... It's striking. At least it's mark say. on them, yeah. Really <laughs> it leaves its mark on the senses. <laughs> um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, it's just a lot about sort of like matching oscillations. If it just feels weirdly, which again, plays back all into synthesizers because it's all, you know, an yeah. o- oscillating, uh, you know, uh, s- el- electric current. Uh, yeah. I mean, the first synthesizers and... Uh, they're coming back into vogue are analog synthesizers. So it's all like literally a circuit that generates this noise and I'm changing the knobs to change the, you know, the frequency and wavelength of all these different parts to make mm-hmm. sounds. And then at the end of uh, that yeah. sweet synth sound from uh, take on me by aha comes out and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
that, that reminds me, I was thinking when I was playing this that it's incredible how much more difficult it becomes when you add motion. Oh, yeah. The the puzzles that have, like, you, you once you get past, like, level four, most of them have motion, but there's one that doesn't mm-hmm. after level four. It's, like, this weird, there's, like, this flower thing in the center and these, like, ovals. I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like you go back to that one where everything is static and and even though it's like really complicated in terms of like all the variables you're having to deal with mm-hmm. it is just so much easier to tell yeah when you're doing the right thing and the when wrong you're doing thing. the right thing yeah um and i did have a the the way that the motion like synchronizes in addition to being really confusing it also made me wonder uh does when you like change the the values for your mm-hmm. thing does it like reset it to is it always in the same spot in the like loop oh if that makes, if that makes sense i think it, because, i think like, it is because there I are definitely sometimes be, where stuff will like jump and i think that's uh like accounting for why. exactly like it's accounting for what you're saying because if you have it in the right position like for example the one where it's the circles moving in like the uh, elliptical uh, right yeah what if you have it in the right position but like half a yeah. second behind so then something. it's like moving at the exact same speed everything looks right about it except for it's like behind uh yeah, yeah. i think there are definitely like a few places where it futzes that which can make it really hard when you are trying to come to terms with like or trying to figure out what each yeah, yeah. slider does and you slide one and the thing jumps all crazy and you're like well what the fuck yeah that's true it makes it harder to learn the rule but mm-hmm. much easier to implement the rule yeah because yeah. like you don't have to yeah, because then, because it then would it just add another the whole like, other. You could have it if that was another dimension. Like you had yeah. to deal with like speed and yeah. Although position. then you could then you could have an interesting thing uh, that where you could like lock the positions of sliders together and like move them at once to try and like oh man bring everything no. in sync. That that'd be a, that'd yeah. be another way to make this. I, game I mean, that at, definitely like, add a is, whole extra layer. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking when I was playing this game, like there's a huge possibility space for mm. design that could, oh, you yeah. could go into like yeah. there's only like what like maybe ten puzzles 10 tops yeah. and like you could make hundreds with yeah. this yeah which actually i wanted to i wanted to make sure so to be clear you didn't you didn't finish off them right so the one i didn't solve was the uh one with the lines the blinds that yeah, one was the blinds gnarly. that's a good way to but play. i will say uh finally for once blake is better than jordan at a video game i, I finished <laughs> oh all. yeah there you go you beat uh, me you beat me at this one the blinds one was <laughs> an absolute bastard though that one was maybe I took me the longest really struggled with that one and i i had initially intended to go back to it but yeah. then i finished it see my whole problem it, is that i had the entire thing upside down uh for like 90 percent of it so i'm like Wait, it can be so the first slider like totally rotated everything and the That's first what it's the f- doing yeah so the first one that you get to is actually upside down of what you want so you have to like keep rotating oh, yeah, this puzzle is going to be virtually impossible to uh explain, explain. but largely yeah, what it is. it is is it's repeating horizontal lines that grow downward uh, and shrink upward in like kind of along like a sine wave sort of pattern. Yeah. Well, it looks and if you want to try to visualize it, it looks like 
if someone were like really steadily opening and closing the blinds, what yes. the light would look like projected on the wall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> and then and what Ugh. you start with, what the red starts on the screen, is just like a red block covering up one corner. One and corner. You're like, what I remember the fuck? I, when I opened that one up, I was like, what, what am I looking am at? I, <laughs> how is this a thing that I can do? Yeah. Yeah, it was uh it was definitely uh that one was the the most frustrating because that that one was also one where since the uh black was uh, expanding outward uh when you're trying to get the red to match it uh you were obscuring large parts of the image you're trying to copy oh, yeah with yeah, the Im- with the copy you're trying to make which was very frustrating and but that ended up being how i had to solve it is i had to basically turn off the oscillation and just get like little thin lines and kind of line them up with the thin lines oh. going the other way and then i <laughs> like the literally the yeah, oscillation dude. of them growing was the last thing that i did um yeah that one was that one was really rough and i'm it, impressed you got it though because i remember I, yeah. I didn't even and there's there's really only one reason i got it this was actually kind of ingenious which is that so i had the whole image uh rotated 180 degrees right so it was exactly opposite and there is theoretically a way where i would have given up i was almost about to give up because i couldn't get so i had basically shrunk it down so i just had uh you know 10 or however many lines going across the screen but i couldn't get them to line up with the actual image and that's when i realized like oh i have to flip this upside down because there's literally no way to get it to match up with it upside down which is a nice uh uh a little trick uh yeah or i mean maybe just the nature of how it works it's it's not even a trick it's just how it worked out but i like to think of it as uh the creator uh being uh, nice and sneaky and uh being like okay well, well there is, is one a- like design uh like like it's teaching you mm. how it works with that one which is mm. that like since there's only two possible orientations that it's even plausible that it looks even remotely right mm-hmm. is right side up and oh, upside sure. down because if it's anything else it's like diagonal to it and you're like yeah oh, this yeah is you're wrong. Like, this is fucked so up. like i it sort of seems like that one's in there literally just so you can like see the degree to which the starting mm-hmm. image is wrong and mm, sure or something like that i don't know yeah i could see that yeah um, that one was yeah, that one was really that one was one hard. that I th- I felt like I could immediately tell that it was really they had made some clever innovations with mm-hmm. the the use of the slider. Like that's yeah. there's some some weird dimensions that they have managed to turn yeah. into a you know unidirectional. Yeah. Looking at it, it immediately becomes thing. apparent that like oh, this is going to yeah. be this is going to be a a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Like, and I, and that was one where I was like, I was impressed with the, like the design thinking behind it, even though I was mad at it as a puzzle. I was like, (laughs) I don't want to try and solve this, but it's interesting that you found a way to turn oscillating blinds up and down into a, to turn a slider. Yeah. Turning only be upper or lesser. Yeah. 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 Turning like little rectangles (laughs) expanding downward, sort of like rhythmically, into yeah. like a puzzle game puzzle it's, it's neat it's neat yeah this game's got a lot of neatness yeah. to it uh it is neat it's like something that if you like saw the if you if you understood the code 
underlying it, you'd probably be like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's clever. Oh, how fancy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that voice. Was, was that a, you're a Muppet voice? It's kind of Muppety. It's a little, it's a little bit Kermity. It is a little Kermity. <laughs> well, uh, Kermity-ness aside, uh, anything else you got on this here video game? Well, just a question for you. Since you solved the... I didn't realize that the the, the end mm-hmm. is a puzzle. Yeah. What um, what is the... I don't actually understand it. It's just uh, like, it's very similar to the uh, the one with the numbers. So we didn't actually talk about the number puzzle that much. But basically, you are uh, you're given like you have two numbers on the screen, one in black and one in red. So you're you're trying to use red, and basically like one number increments or one slider increments by two fifty six every time. Another yeah. slider, uh, I forget exactly how many it decreases by, but it decreases by. Uh, a, like a certain number and yeah it and feels then, like and then the final one increases yeah. by like one pip and there's only like 10 or 20 levels so it's like super small yeah. 15 adjustment. to be exact is it 15 okay yeah the reason i know that is i was curious if there was more than one solution yeah since, like, i was curious since too. you're since you're combining numbers it mm-hmm. seems like there might you be could, multiple ways to reach the correct amount, but there's not. There yeah. is exactly one. Yeah, yeah, um, that's what I think. And it's actually really like the. It's very cleverly set up so that mm. there's exactly yeah. one because yeah. the amount that one decreases it by is mm. not is over the entire slider less than one increment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one above it increases it. By. Yep, yep. And and the 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 end one. So it or I think it's just end. Uh, so it's the same thing uh, is it starts saying the end, uh, yeah. but then like each slider, basically if you treat each of the letters like a digit and a number, and maybe this is something where uh, being a person, a computer scientist who has learned binary and so, and has a <laughs> better than usual grasp of number systems than most <laughs> normal people. Uh, yeah, I'll give that to you. <laughs> that uh, it's a little bit easier to wrap your head around on like, yeah. okay, this place changes X by this much or whatever. Um, so I was able to figure that one out. Uh, actually, fun look mm. behind the curtain. We started uh, recording this episode and I did not realize <laughs> that the because it just pops up and says the end. So I'm like, oh, the end. But I didn't realize there were sliders down there and that it was a puzzle that you it have to get. Puzzle, you have yeah. to transform V to end. And so as we were trying to start recording the episode, I was not paying attention at all because I was try- trying to solve the puzzle. Yeah, I was so like trying to, to talk. Over. I was like, <laughs> Uh, Blake so, was like, what did you say? That's a little fun like, look into how the sausage <laughs> is made for uh, those podcast uh, wannabe podcast creators out there. Yeah, sometimes you have to stop three minutes in and start over. That's, yeah. That's what you can learn from that. Yep. Yep. Uh, so anyway, uh, we, uh, have we, have we covered uh, everything you wanted to, to get to here? Uh, yeah, that's all, that's all I had. So I guess um, uh, you introduced the episode, so I will introduce the game for next week which is a game called micro aces uh which is an homage to the classic micro machines games which you i guess you've played those before or you know that reference that i'm didn't mean familiar of me. them i'm trying to think of what they were on, like what console they were on um basically it's this game and micro machines are racing games where you play as like a little hot wheels car that's playing on a like table or something so the your your racetrack is like made up of like tiny things so you like drive across a ruler or 
drive into some dominoes or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I mean, largely the thing is, uh, if you ever played like Excite Bike on the, uh, I think that's the original Nintendo Entertainment Systems. Uh, it's like part of the thing is that it's not like you're behind a car because, like, I mean, traditionally. Uh, when you're driving a car in a video game, you're either in the cockpit of the car or you're sort of third person flying behind the car Uh, or Mm. like top down was more common in the old days before 3d uh, polygonal graphics. But uh, these sort of have like an isometric perspective where you're way up in the sky and the cars are really tiny, which works well for micro machines, which is a, it's like a brand of, uh, toys that are, uh, they're basically hot wheels, but way smaller. So they're micro machines. Uh, and so, it does a really good job of evoking how little they are, and you're just kind of like... Yeah, it almost along. looks like the perspective that you would have if you were playing with them, mm. except, you know, no hand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <show> your- <laughs> um, but anyway, I think my the original Micro Machines, I'm pretty sure it was an NES game. It was kind of like a classic um, oh, gotcha. NES-like game, uh, along with Excite Bike, which Excite Bike was kind of a similar thing, but with uh, motorcycles instead of... Or I guess, are they motorcycles, or are they just like... Bicycles. No, I never played Excite Bike either, so I couldn't tell you. Okay, but anyway, that's, Micro that's Aces. Uh, Micro looks- Aces. It's on grueli.itch.io/slash Micro Aces. We'll put a link so you don't have to. You don't have to find it, but we'll yeah. be playing that next week. You'll find the link on Twitter um, where you can you follow will, us at Edgarcast to get all kinds of updates, so that you can get that link. Yeah, and so that you can see the the tweets that we put out about the games a and plus tweet at our creators occasionally they tweet back and uh most importantly if you have a recommendation you should tweet at us we will almost definitely play it if it's you know if it doesn't suck well i mean (laughs) it's more important that it just like fits the parameters which is like it is a an indie game that wouldn't get i I feel like we need a it's not even indie like ultra indie small experimental fringe uh, fringe game that would not get exposure otherwise yeah um, and that i mean i mean it has to have something going on uh yeah know, we, we can have something like to talk a, about true it has to be a game with some ideas in it yeah uh, but that, i mean besides that we're pretty we're pretty open to, to lots of different kinds <laughs> no of flappy bird clones i'm gonna say that right now I, I i'll get behind that i'll get behind that no flappy bird clones five years <laughs> past the release of flappy bird or however long it's been how many when you scroll through like the new releases on itch what percentage of them are just like flappy x or something bird or some of them are literally just called like flappy bird clone which i think (laughs) (laughs) there there was one that was just like uh i'm pretty sure the name of it was a shameless copy of flappy bird uh, that should be its name. It's literally shameless copy. I'm, of no, Flappy I'm Bird. pretty sure that's what it was. The name was <laughs> quote shameless copy of Flappy Bird. You know, at um, least at least they don't lie to you. They, at least they, they have no shame. They're forthright about what this is. <laughs> about their bullshit. No, I mean I think uh, remaking existing games is a great way to learn how to make games. Uh, mm-hmm. So people should do it. Maybe they shouldn't put them out on itch, but. Also, getting people. Or if they do put on my edge, just change something and make it more interesting. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Boom, bada bing, bada bum. It's not a clone anymore. But but in any case, uh, we will we will talk to you about Micro Aces next week. And until then, we say goodbye.